0: We shall fight on the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we shall fight in the fields and in the streets, we shall fight in the hills, we shall never surrender. Um, okay sir, well, um, does that complete your order? Yes it does. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, please drive down to window number two, and I'll—oh oh, no, sir! Other side of the road. Oh, he's English. In the words of Alex Rogers, episode four wizard, and the werewolf. Hey, how you doing, you Johns and Janes, you Dukes and Dames? This is Alex Rogers, recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. Yeah, we don't have a Winston Churchill voice these days, do we? Everyone right now is, I am asking you from the bottom of your hearts to please care. There's so much madness in the world, and without your help, we can't take care of it. Together is the only way. We stand united, and we stand up against any adversity. We have no idea why evil continues to prevail. It looks far sexier than we do, and it promises a lot of violence which tends to kick up the high-octane feeling in the body. The cadence that we operate in could put you to sleep and make you into a docile victim, silently hating the world around you, wondering why anyone in your neighborhood isn't taking any action. woo Ha! Ha! It is important. Importante! It is muy, muy importante! Recordar, respirar. Probably I butchered my Spanish there, so please, ayúzame, if you know better. No, what I'm getting at is that it's very important to remember to breathe. Ah, uh, and gosh, that's so hashtag LA, and, and frankly, no one in the history of no one has ever uh, felt the help when someone, and they're not wrong. Uh, advises them, hey, breathe. Okay, hey, hey, calm down. Hey, breathe. Ooh, Jesus. Don't you just want to fucking go... (laughs) When people say that to you? But they're not wrong. It is the most important thing. And it's something that, yes, we do involuntarily. The specimen has involuntarily breathed. And now... We can stop thinking about it. The human organism is simply a series of neurons that are firing neurons to other neurons. And after the lecture, I will indulge in my drugs that one day will be illegal, but for me, were part of my research. Yes, breathing. Breathe. Full embodiment breathing. There's a word, pranayama. I like that one. I believe it's Sanskrit. And it's that full encompassing breath where your spinal cord inflates, and deflates with each breath. Um, Alex, I hate to bring up uh, physics, <laughs> but um, a spinal cord can't inflate or. Let alone deflate, let alone any flate. I mean, I personally enjoy a plate of flate, but uh, <laughs> these hips don't lie. No, I, I, uh, I do believe that you can think poetically with your body, and it does help the breath. I once had a splitting migraine on a an airplane. Horror at twenty thousand feet. There's. Something in my head while I'm in the plane Picture a man who does not see a gremlin on the wing of the plane, but has a gremlin living in the workings of his head. Are you okay, mister? I'm having a terrible migraine <laughs> 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 Breathe deep <laughs> And that's what I did. I had no headache medication. Uh it was a it was In January, coming from England back to America, January, it's miserable. No one's traveling. Only crazy people like me took that kind of air voyage. So I had the whole aisle to myself, and I got to sprawl out and take some deep breaths. And I had to for the sake of not throwing up, not uh, feeling like my head was going to burst. As I've dealt with migraines my whole life, you might have as well. Very, very common and i had to get real new agey and i just got full deep belly breath i thought of my entire body breathing in and breathing out and yes i attributed a color blue misty breath coming in reddish gunky chunky negative breath going out back and forth back and forth with occasional little Uh, this is your captain. Uh, We're at about an altitude of a maximum. We should be getting there about in nine hours. By the way, uh, remember to also uh, take care of the vocal fry in your voice. Uh, Boom! And I lulled myself back into health. It was a very good time. So it's important to remember that, my friends. I come to you today not from uh, downtown Los Angeles. If any of you have listened this far, and I (laughs) congratulate you. Many don't make it this far. Now come with me. A brand new labyrinth of horror awaits you. But uh, today we're doing it straight from uh, the crib. (laughs) No, don't take it literally, Uh, yeah, from the home, from the home. So it's a little bit quieter, but don't get me wrong. Someone could easily outside the window right now start shouting a bunch of uh, obscenities. I think it'd be very funny if someone once on the street just literally went, Obscenity! And they still get punished for it. Hey, 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 hey. Now, I don't know if you know, but this is the modern era. You can't even suggest that there's an obs... I almost said obscenity. Oh, I said it! Uh, come with me. What, who are you? I'm the police who arrest the police. Well, where are you taking me? The police who arrest the police who arrest the police. So I mentioned, I think I mentioned, although I don't know, with my little Tasmanian devil mind at work right now, I don't quite understand uh, where the uh, GPS has, has landed me make a left into a wall here i am feeling very grateful today because you know what sometimes and i said this a couple episodes ago if you ain't if you're having uh <laughs> hey um uh bob can we take that again i fucked up my line okay kid but you only get one more chance we have one more line of film to use and I'm close to dying. Uh, I'm grateful to have friends who have reached out to me because if you ain't having a bad day, everyone else is in the COVID era. And I'm re- grateful, grateful, grateful for um, some good friends who have been reaching out and have been wanting to uh, seek my help a word, a listen, presence, understanding, compassion. And I don't at all claim it to be the, uh, the go-to for that. But I have noticed and been grateful that several of my friends in this troubled time have been reaching out to me. And that's a really special feeling. I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's amazing when, when people... Um, just they, they just wanna come to you and they just wanna say, Hey, hey, look at this. Is that uh, that's happening? Sometimes they say, That's happening, is that cool? Sometimes they don't even really need any uh advice, so to speak, even an opinion. It's just, hey man, I need to just pa 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 do boom boom boom. And there it is. And you are able to go, uh-huh. I see that look I I have a half joking statement. I'm the coolest guy in the room if someone freaks out before me. I like being of service to those who are uh, spinning off their uh, orbit because I'm constantly falling out of my orbit and I know the struggle folks you you listening at home chances are, chances are you freak out half the day. The moment you realize you're alive Chances are you're haunted by the same demons when you were five Yeah, we're, we're doing our best, folks. We're doing our best. <sighs> Even those who aren't doing their best, or though so they seem, when you feel tightening in the chest. And at best, the rest can't digest when they've gone too far west of that which is best. What do you mean by that? I have a term paper due tomorrow, and all this poetry won't serve me. Okay, well, what I'm getting at is, I think there is in me the wizard and the werewolf When I'm the wizard, in short, I I feel like I'm at my most wizardly when, you know, I'm speaking authentically with my friends and they're coming to me with real and I'm able to meet them at real and hopefully weave a couple spells to help them on their journey. And maybe if you guys are entertained by what I'm doing here, that's the wizard at work. And then you got the werewolf, which is the yang to that yin, the yin to that yang. The howdy to that duty, And I don't believe in vanquishing one over the other. To me, that's kind of nursery rhyme, elementary stuff. The lion beat the unicorn all around town. So remember, (laughs) only lions win if you're going to be a unicorn. If you're going to be an artist, you know, (laughs) you can get used to saying you want fries with that. Now, I'm going to go sell out my country and... uh, sleep very well while everyone suffers uh help me get back help me get back when you're recording a podcast alone you kind of lose your track i'll tell you what i'm gonna get some water 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 hey Um, super nerds out there. I didn't really follow the old, you know, classic 60s show Lost in Space, but I know on a ski trip as a child, I caught an episode on, like, Sci-Fi Network back in, like, the 90s, and I saw an episode, am I wrong about this, Sci-Fi Nerds, is there an episode where there's, like, this crab man, which is literally just, like, a dude in a crab suit, and he desperately needs water, but this alien crab man left, you know, never, never, uh, never shed or molted his uh, New York accent. And this this alien creature is going, water, water, give me water, water. And I want to say that at the same time, the, the professor, that creepy professor dude is going, moisture, give me moisture. Um, either the childhood memory is lying to me or there's some truth int. So let me know. Ah, there we go. You need to hydrate, my friend. More often you need to hydrate. So, um, the werewolf. I kind of feel like the werewolf might be coming back. And I said a couple episodes. It's not about when the, like, if the werewolf comes back. It's when the werewolf comes back. Everyone has their own little werewolf as well. Um, I like to call it that. You might have your own name for it. I will say this much. Giving it a name has helped me a lot because uh, that way I kind of know it's not just something I, I, I'm utterly victim to. But, you know, the werewolf in me is, is that fierce part that doesn't stand for bullshit. So I actually thank the werewolf for a couple of fierce things that he is there to, to growl for. <laughs> and by the way... Great fucking movie from my childhood that I remember renting, and some of y'all will remember this one, The Monster Squad. Wolfman's got nards, yes he does, and uh, what a great fucking movie! Highly uh, recommended. All of you Stranger Things people, you ain't done your homework till you've seen not just you know all the obvious stuff, but The Monster Squad, baby. That's some. That's great. Um, and uh, you know what's funny? Hey. Let's look up the actor's name so I don't just say Uncle Rico. But uh, Napoleon Dynamite fans, the guy who played Uncle Rico, Jonathan Francis Grease, and I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. It's probably not Grease, but I'm going to guess it's Grease. Anyway, um, that guy, great actor. We who remember him in Napoleon Dynamite, phenomenal character. But he plays the wolfman in The Monster Squad. And you know what I've always liked about the Wolfman mythology? Usually they do it, and, and he does it very well. When he's, as himself, a, a man, he's begging the authorities to lock him up. He's getting real nuts, like like crazy, like, You need to lock me up! It's going to be a full moon tonight! You've got to lock me up! And, and he even, I think the scene culminates with him going, Lock me up! Lock him up! Lock her up! <laughs> the wolfman knows he's going to become a werewolf. And usually he's a very well-meaning guy who's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go there, but it happens. So I feel like my own capacity for this mood shift that I get about monthly and sometimes a little more, to be quite honest, but this feeling of just testiness and annoyed with people and more than that, almost feeling a primordial stance on everything. So let's, let's get into that, shall we? You know, yesterday at work, this guy, and you know, I've mentioned before, I, I work at a grocery store. Sometimes part of the job is doing some crowd control. And this guy is coming up, trying to get in, and he don't have a mask on. Now look. None of us like doing it, but it's kind of part of the social contract right now. It's also recommended by all the people who call themselves professional and we can all argue about that for another episode about what all that means. The thing is, uh we have a policy. It's real simple. Put on a mask. Mask culture, baby. But, you know, if you work at 8 hours, you have to wear that mask and come on, you're coming in for just a little thing, you can just put on a mask for just a little bit, what the fuck is the big deal? Well, this guy comes up, he doesn't have a mask, and uh, anyway, the guy is getting testy, he's getting confrontational, he also starts uh, saying just, you know, rude things, dumb things, I'm from so-and-so city. We don't do it there. I'm pretty sure anywhere in America has a general, like, you got to wear a mask before you go into, like, especially a place where there's, like, open food. I mean, come on, man. This guy is clearly not in his right mind. And he's definitely between street corners and intersections. And hasn't bathed in a minute and is definitely looking a little desperate. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, for one thing, it's obvious. It's right there. It's the exterior truth that I'm seeing. And I bring it up now because I want to consider that right now. I do want to take that into consideration and know that who we're dealing with here is a guy who, for lack of any other language, is just desperate and out of touch right now. In the moment, I got fucking mad and started to feel this werewolf thing come over me. And not just werewolf. I want to say caveman. Here's a little uncomfortable truth about my series of thinking when I'm triggered in a moment like this I'll admit folks when I'm in a confrontational situation I get and I don't even know if this is a thing but I get heightist. I get very judgmental about the person's height especially if it's a dude and I got height over him because the point is folks I'm six foot three and I sound like how I sound. And when a man comes up to me with that fucking scrappy do energy with his height that I'm very much looking down upon, that fucking, I'm gonna whack him and splat him and da ba da -ba ba da, puppy power. No, because I'm going to eat you up, little doggy. And by the way, one of his buddies goes in for him, and he has a mask. So don't worry, dude, you're going to get your stuff. But he doesn't want to leave the door. He wants to talk at us real close. He definitely was, I think, going through a, a voyage that he must deal with constantly in his mind. But he knew what he was doing to intentionally piss us off and to intentionally cross the line. And he starts coughing at us when we say, hey man, listen, you need to back up and uh, or put on a mask. And he just goes, <laughs> Now, I'm just coming from the present time in which we find ourselves. And it seems to me that if you come at us coughing in our face during Corona culture, that's open fucking warfare as far as I'm concerned. That's open, you, let's fight. I look, even though Alex sounds a little heated, well, you know, he's still a human being and he's going to sound that way. But I, that said, even right now, folks, don't worry, nothing crazy happened. But and I And, and that's why I mentioned the given circumstances about the person in front of me. But he's definitely really just, like, fucking pushing it. This isn't just picking on people who are uh, down on their luck who are off balance. I'm reminding us that human nature is human nature when it's uh, falling out of its course. I will say I'm proud of the fact that I spoke openly and honestly to this guy. And I was just like, hey, man guess what you are you know this is so funny i just got i I was given (laughs) uh my good friend bobby shout out to you sir uh gifted me with something wonderful here uh one of those little wristband uh heart rate monitor things and you tracking your exercise and all that and right now is saying um are, are you a little stressed? Because uh, we we can do that. There's several options here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can wear this when I'm doing my podcast. Otherwise, my wrist is going to be bu- 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 buzzing. Well, anyway, uh, this guy, uh, I, I did speak to him with some clarity in the moment. and I And when he was coughing at us, I just said, hey, dude, that's not cool what you're doing. We're being nice to you, and you don't even seem to understand what nice looks like right now. Well, I don't know if I said the last part of that sentence, but it was something very similar to I remember just saying, like, hey, man, we're being nice, and you're not recognizing that. You're not recognizing that. (laughs) You see what I did there? Give me four seasons, streaming service, I'll make a show. You know what's funny, too, is then he uh, sees my name tag. And he goes, oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, my name's Alex too. I should have said, well, I'm Alex One, but no, uh, I I said, oh, really? And I and I said something which is so me, and it would be beautiful in a movie, but when I say it in real life, people just go, huh? But I went, oh, your name's Alex as well, okay? Well, guess what? Our name means defender of mankind, and you are not defending your fellow man. Now, you know, again, if this were the movie, he'd go, and that was the moment that I turned a new leaf and I got my life together because that strange wizard werewolf man with a mask and a what once was a disaster of hair and and craziness on his face has been nicely quaffed and he knows better and he's finally using jojoba oil in his hair. That's when he schooled me and I knew better that day. But no, uh you know, in life we say that and the other person goes, no, 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 you fuck you. So, you know did my best, but it but it left me sour, and it's and it was that typical moment where you have fifteen minutes left on your shift and it's been a really good day. And then this has to happen. And you're just, like, mad. And I'll be honest, folks. When I was getting ready to leave work, I saw him still around the area. And he really clearly was troubled. I mean, he was like... he, He was almost, you know... He was in two worlds. Let's put it that way. He was in two worlds in the middle of one world. After I went home i noticed i was still heated about the whole damn thing i kept thinking about the guy and i was being judgmental and you know the big thing it goes back to my feeling of heightest i was like you fucking little worm i could have fucking stomped on you i could have eaten you alive i could have fucking thrown you into the street you dumbass how fucking dare you why do i have to stand fucking sentry while you blab your stupid fucking mouth off and again Uh, you know, we're just voicing the honest uh, thoughts here, folks. I'm not a violent person. I don't get into fights. Um, I feel this same way also for any class of uh, social economic status human being. I'm not just going after those who are down on their luck. I find it just as sometimes even more injurious when someone with the flashy fucking exteriors and lots of money and lots of opportunities are just as disrespectful. Because in COVID, every class of person at some point is going, I don't feel like wearing a mask and I'm just gonna fucking do that to you because I need this shit to happen and I need this attention this way which I honestly think that's what it comes to. I think I was trying to get to a thought earlier where I noticed that the guy reminded me of uh, the, be- the not-good-class clown, the fucking annoying kid who's just a perpetual fuck-up. But when you step back a bit, you're like, oh, but no, the, the kid's really unloved. And he, what he really wants is attention right now. He's so desperate for that because he's probably not getting it in his immediate world. So it's weird, folks. It's a duality. I come home, and I'm considering that, and I'm sitting here considering that. And I also know that when grown men act foolish, we sometimes feel like I think we'd like to settle it in a fight. Now, I've never really got—the last fight I ever got into was in fifth grade. (laughs) this kid was making me angry on the bus, he had long hair, I pulled his hair, and then he socked me in the fucking eyebrow, and uh, cried the rest of the way home, that was that. (laughs) Oh, and then one time in fourth grade, this fucking uh, kid accused me on the playground of stealing his popcorn, and he started kicking and punching at me, and I was up at the top of the hill, and you know, in, in my romantic mind, I have this idea that I did the Ryu and Ken, uh, hurricane kick, that you know, uh, but I think I just kind of did one little quick, uh, jab with my foot into his chest, but the point is it knocked, and he was a big kid, that, that scary bully kid who wears the, uh, army camo pants and has braces, you know, and, and, uh, usually is coming from a house where you hear a father going, I said scrub up. Uh, but, you know, the uh, it's funny, though. I remember because I, I kicked him. He rolled down the hill. He's, he was clutching his chest. He was crying. I was crying. The yard duty teacher came up and was like, all right, boys. Boys, you need the boys, boys, boys. will be boys and boys and boys. Now take 15 minutes to not be boys, okay? Are you back to being Boys. Boys. The next day, he and I started talking, and we realized we both loved X-Men. We both loved Star Wars. And ever since then, any time that guy and I would run into each other, we, we you know, bumped minds on, on what was happening in pop culture and all that. What a beautiful turnaround. I just want to explore this idea here about being a man, which has been, you know, it's an ever-evolving thing. As a man, I feel... Uh, a duality within me that can be problematic in the modern world. And one thing that I often feel, especially in moments of contention, in great moments of adversity, I feel like there's this, there's this like warrior, old ancestral hunter, dominator that wants to fucking just really discipline the, uh, yapping little bitch in front of me. So what do you do with that as a man in a world where you rationally understand that you can't be aggressive like that? You can't attack people. You can't settle shit. You don't own the world. You can't go around going, my fucking turf. Um, But when people are doing that to you and you know you can't meet them on that dumb level or take it worse... Because he wasn't trying to fight, but he was being a little fucking brat. And like a brat, you want to just fucking put them in their place sometimes. But what do you do with that as a man when you feel aggression? So part of my werewolf personality, identity, sensation, I almost want to call it like a a chemical movement like any other... um, phase in nature part of that is this uh, combative, aggressive wanting to fight with fists and it's not some weapon thing either it's truly like I want to dominate and destroy you out your body with my body very interesting I'm just paying attention to the caveman but I'm sitting on my lotus flower, and I'm keeping the spine nice and fluid, and I'm also breathing that pranayama of which I pontificated earlier. But that gets in the way of winning. Oh, okay, well, I tried. This was kind of nice. Uh, gosh, I, I, I guess in my room it's a lot quieter. I actually kind of missed the uh, some of those uh, crazy street sounds, but we'll get back to that soon. In the meantime, set sail into the week. Breathe deep. Be okay with the werewolf, or whatever you may call it, that might be coming up. Also be okay with the great guiding positive force that does keep you on the right path. And speaking of right path, may your sense of right be flexible, non-dogmatic, and ever-evolving with ever-new breath. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your run.